Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, August 7th. Thank you guys for tuning in. We are happy to have you on the line with us tonight. Um, I just want to make everyone aware of our call-in number for tonight is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. If you have any comments or questions for our guest tonight or for us, just please dial that number. Make sure you press the option to speak with the host. You can also, um, you know, get on Twitter where Denise will be over out on Twitter and she can explain that to you in a few minutes. Um, just want to make sure that you guys um, know that you can ask questions over there as well or you can send us an email at beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. Again, that's beautygirlsmedia at gmail.com. Now I'm going to turn it over to Denise really quickly. Good evening, everybody, and thank you guys again for joining tonight's show. Just very quickly, uh, two quick things. Um, IMAX, we know IMAX London was postponed uh, this year, but um, there will be a IMAX London 2023, hopefully, but the exact date and location has not been determined as of yet. But um, IMAX Los Angeles, January 14th through the 15th of 2023. Again, January 14th through 15th of 2023, so stay tuned for uh, more updates from IMAX um, LA. And just very quickly, coming up um, this week on Wednesday, August 10th, um, from the Powder Group Summer School Online, you know, they've been having their online um, summer school programs. Um, so this Wednesday, um, August 10th, they, they have uh, Editorial Beauty at 2 p.m., and then at 4 p.m., there's Beauty for Television. So at um, Wednesday, August 10th at 2 p.m. is Editorial Beauty, and Wednesday, August 10th at 4 p.m. is Beauty for Television. And if you're interested in checking out those programs, you can email Kenya at thepowdergroup.com. Again, to register for the program, email Kenya at thepowdergroup.com. If you are a PBA member or a union member, a member of um, IOTC Local 798 or IOTC Local 706, you can join the programs uh, for free. If you are non-members, um, you can join for $190. Again, you can email Kenya at thepowdergroup.com or you can go on to thepowdergroup.com to register. And again, as Janice stated, I will be out on Twitter uh, tweeting some uh, gems from tonight's show. You can follow us with the hashtag Beauty Talk, and we are Beauty underscore Talk on Twitter. Um, also, I know she mentioned um, emailing us if you have questions or um, you know email uh, you know tweeting your questions. But you can also just um, if you're on the phone line, you can just press the number one to raise your hand, and we will see that and we'll get you on the phone line. So don't be shy from us some questions tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so now we're getting ready to jump into the conversation with our guest. Now, please forgive me if I pronounce your name wrong. Please correct me if I do. But everyone, please welcome to the show celebrity makeup artist Omaima Ramsey. Hope I'm saying that right. Omaima, hi. <laughs> okay, I did say it right. Hello. Okay, great. 
Yeah. Hi, Mama. How are you? <laughs> I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is so exciting. Absolutely. Oh, you're Glad welcome. to have you. You know, as I was looking um, just over um, some things about you, I'm like, okay, she's done a little film and television herself, so you're speaking our <laughs> language there. Yeah. <laughs> but we yep. just jump in. You, there's, you have a lot going on, and we just we want to know all about it, and we want to know about the skincare brand and everything. So let's just first start um, just by you introducing yourself to our listening audience and tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you got started in beauty. Totally. So I'm a mimer. I'm a makeup artist. I work with celebrities. I predominantly work uh, in the print and fashion industry, and I do a little bit with celebrities and, um, you know, premieres and red carpets and so on as need be. And I have a skincare brand, Amima Skin. That's my love child, as I say. <laughs> and I'm from England, so I don't sound American, but I'm based in Los Angeles. Um, I'm Egyptian. And I, well, what was the end of your question? How I got into beauty? I've you know, I've always been obsessed with beauty as a girl, and um, I, I decided I was in art school in London, and I decided I, some, I, was, I was kind of like in this funny stumbling moment, and I somehow stumbled into the idea that I should take a look at makeup, and then I did, and I, I studied it for a long time. I went to university, and I got a bachelor's degree in hair and makeup, uh, for film and television, as well as Illamasqua have a school in London, and I took all of their courses. Um, and then I started in the film industry, and I moved to LA, and I I landed in fashion, and I love it. I love it all. I just love it all. I love I love how we can change what we do, and still be doing Absolutely. ourselves. You know. Yeah. Oh, nice. I love how you. I love how you say I landed in fashion. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. what, what, never really... <laughs> what was that transition like? Was, no, you're okay. What was that transition like going from film and television to fashion? You know, it was really funny because I always wanted to do film and movies and and um, and I did quite a handful of films, and I loved it. And I started even, you know, when I was working in London, I was working in the West End as well. And I worked, um, and I was very new. I was working in the wigs departments in um, the opera houses and in theatre shows um, in the West End in London. And that was really interesting. And then I was doing work as in, uh, when I first moved to L.A., like, kind of the only people I really knew were in the film industry. And so that was like, I knew I wanted to be in film and I was really passionate about that. And then it kind of just like took a little turn with, it was a totally unintentional turn, but I love it, <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, actually it, it was an unexpected surprise that for me, I was like, oh, I actually find this really stimulating and really rewarding and therapeutic and I really like this environment and I really like the advertising space and it's really different from storytelling in a narrative sense in a totally, it's, you know, it's a really different uh, flex as an artist and it, it requires really different muscles and really different uh, kind of, I don't know, different everything. And, you know, I, I feel so lucky that I've, I've done the time that I did in the film industry. And, you know, I'm not saying I would never do work in the film industry again. For now, I am so happy in the fashion industry and in growing my brand. Um, and But, like, if the situation arose where, like, I got to work on something that was really stimulating for me, I would totally do it because it's a really cool, cool thing to be able to do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, how how different was uh, was being a makeup artist back in London versus here in the U.S. In, and specifically in Los Angeles? 
Well, I can tell you, taking your kit on the underground <laughs> and putting it in a car are two very different things. <laughs> I, I don't miss lugging my kit across London to jump on a train to the middle of nowhere and then hop a ca- taxi and then get, you know, drive here and all of this kind of stuff. I definitely don't miss that element of it but there are other things of like London's my home you know um Mm -hmm. so I love it so much and it's really like it's I was still so new as an artist so I feel like it's almost it's funny it's like it, it it's like I think London has as like a seasoned makeup artist if I was to go back now I would have a totally different experience than I did um 10 years ago so it it just is such a different thing. It's like I feel like the experience that I had working in London was amazing and so fun, and I learned so much. But I was really quite quite new as a makeup artist, you know, so it was kind of like everything was a new experience. Everything, every show I had never, you know, like every show was a totally new style or a totally new thing. And, and so in that regard, like, I had a very different set of eyes that I, than the eyes that I have now. So I would be interested to know, like, if I go home for, like, a year or two to, like, to just see how it goes. Like, I wonder, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny. I was just thinking when you were talking about lugging your kid, I was like, you know, if you were based out of New York City right now, coming from London to New York City, it would basically be the same thing with uh, exactly. lugging your kids on the train. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Exactly. It's so true. And, I mean, you know, when I was brand new, I had no idea about how to save money or do things like drive a car. Like, now I would be like, great, I'm getting a zip car or, like, a, they have a zip car is in London where you, like, it's kind of like an app that you can, like, just find a car on the street and you rent it it's really cool <laughs> like oh yeah I remember that. <laughs> yeah like we have that app in London I'm like now that's what I would do I would just take a car rental like without a question but like back then it, the idea of like renting a car was so like beyond my scope of like how to solve how to get somewhere you know what I mean because like no you just take the tube that's what you do <laughs> whereas in LA I would not it would be like the opposite <laughs> the opposite I would never imagine take uh, the train to get to like Malibu for a job, like never. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I take my car. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You go into Malibu is such a beautiful drive. I don't think you would want to take the train anyway. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's been fun. I love it in LA so much, especially you know coming. I can't complain about the weather. There's such a, it's such an amazing town for, as a makeup artist, I think specifically, um, in that there are so many industries that really require so many makeup artists. So you could be doing only headshot makeup and crush it and have the best killing of a living and you could have the best career and be like the pro in headshot makeup. Or you could be in like, TV commercials and be the total pro, or you could be the total pro of editorial, the total pro of film and television, of TV, of film, of, you know, red carpet. There's just, I feel like as a makeup artist, there's no other town that really offers such a diverse range of things that we can work in, you know, which I think is really cool to experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? so, so did you face any major challenges when you moved here from uh, from the UK? Like, did, were, were there like many major differences other than you know you know taking the train or driving a car? Like, were there, <laughs> were there things that yeah. were there things that were just totally totally strange? Like the way people reacted, um, the differences like in makeup styles. You know, I would say the biggest thing that, the biggest thing was really that I knew nobody when I came here. I knew, the only person I knew actually was my ex-boyfriend at the time. And so, and he happened to be a film producer. And so he made a couple introductions to me because we were on good terms. But 
it was really like, okay, I had to like really learn how do I build a network in a totally new town and I, I, you know, like I managed to make enough of a network that it was like, great, I spent 12 hours going on databases for film producers and commercial producers and like spent like a day just emailing people and I would do this until I was busy enough, you know, um, and that was the biggest thing of like the hustle, you know, uh, really doing it and I think in that in a way I was really lucky because I was like I can't fail I can't like not make it in Hollywood and go back as a failure you know and so I was really determined to like have a really good go at at this industry and working and making making what I thought was creatively stimulating you know yeah yeah absolutely and then there are you know, other struggles as like coming from another country, I'm on like endless work visas, which is just, I every three years I have to renew my work visa and I feel like every time I renew it, it's like, I, give my, I have panic attacks every time because I'm like, oh my God, just, you, you'll never, until you've done it, you will never know the stress of, a, of renewing a work visa. It is just so wow. stressful. <laughs> And it's not even like that <laughs> complex to do. It's just I don't know. It's like it's I don't I don't know. It's like a, ah, it's just one of those things that really like make you so like oh I can't sleep I can't do anything. The anxiety around it of like my whole life is here and of course every time it's approved and it's never right. an issue. But but it's just like right oh. just the idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I would say that's the, another thing of like, oh my god, yeah. every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about your um, your fashion career and 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 just just being in LA because when people think of fashion here in the states, we automatically think about New York City. So talk to a little totally. bit about your your career in fashion in LA. Yeah, so I I work in fashion obviously. Um um I started in LA when I when I went um when I arrived to LA I did the, do you guys remember the the makeup masters part, uh, online course that went around? It was like Alex Box did it, one year Pat McGrath yeah, yes. led it. Yeah. And so I took that yeah, program. Uh-huh. I don't I don't think I ever actually finished it, but it made like a ton of it had this amazing database of um everyone else that was on the course and you have all of these photographers, all of these stylists, all of these art directors, all of these, you know, designers and so it was this amazing database and the program really encourages you to network with these people in your area and it gives you like these meetups and um, gets you to just go out and do test shoots and in fashion that's like a regular routine action is doing test shoots and like working and kind of giving it a go and seeing with other photographers and models like hey is this a vibe like or sometimes it's like oh is this like maybe in my portfolio I really want something in the style of milk makeup so that I, I want to book a campaign for milk makeup for example so you know I would go and do a test like in the vein of milk makeup and like put it in my book so that my agent can then go and put me up for that right and um, so there's like a lot of those things and so I, I found that that program was really really helpful because I was a bit like, I don't really know how to, if I give this a go, like I was assisting a couple makeup artists that worked in print and, and, uh, and fashion and, and then it just kind of started happening really, you know, you, you reach out to one person, you kick it off and they start posting about your work and other person starts posting, you know, like it was like the model then posts about it and then someone else sees you and then they're like, hey, I've got this shoot coming up and can you do the makeup and so on and so forth and you know for for the, a lot of the really big brands like I know we think New York but more and more and more of them come to LA for uh, shooting their campaigns um, because you've got such an amazing environment here you have crazy desert you've got the ocean you can 
make a city, you can do all of these things. And so it's it's really a big um, area for fashion as well, you know? Yeah. Um, as well right. as beauty too. There's so many uh, beauty brands in LA too that it's it's really. I mean, there's there's always New York is New York, you know. And I don't think mm-hmm. LA is ever trying to be New York. And like, I don't no. think LA could ever be. It could ever be New York. But in terms of production and work and and getting jobs, there's a lot of jobs in LA. So that's at least my experience. Well, yeah, what are some some of the uh, brands you've worked with? I've worked with Marc Jacobs, uh, Banana Republic, Athleta. There's a lot of athletic brands that I work with too, like Puma. I did a lot of campaigns for Nike and uh, Adidas, and then some beauty brands like Nessa Fair um, and Thrive Cosmetics and um, Kinship is another skincare brand, you know, many, many, so on. And then mm-hmm. here and there for editorials, Marie Claire, Vogue, Vogue Arabia, Vogue France, Vogue this, you know, so on. <laughs> <laughs> what, inspires you to, what inspires you to create? I love finding a world within someone and I find that, like, when I can do that creatively, like, I've got a job next week, actually. I'm, it's a beauty campaign for Pinterest, and I work with them quite a lot. And we get to do these really fun, trend-based looks, but it's super creating a world on every, in every single talent. And it's, and it's all of it, you know. It's the clothes, the nails, everything is, like, Pinterest on point. And it's super fun super creative and I just love those days because you get to really express color and and really express like so many things you know yeah yeah absolutely nice 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 okay so let's let's talk a little bit about um well okay so before we move into your brand uh-huh. Is there anything that you would like to mention about um, your career so far? Yeah, anything I mean, particularly you'd like to talk about. I think that I feel like we kind of t- talked about it. I feel like it's, you know, um, I guess I get asked by other artists a fair amount, like, you know, how do I get an agent? Because I've got, I'm, I'm with an agency and like. With a lot of people, I say, like, you know, um, you got to get with an agent at the right time, and it's really got to serve the right purpose for you. Like, um, mm-hmm. but, like, I really think that, like, um, it, it's just an element of, like, keep working and keep assisting and keep building your network. And, and I think, like, 90% of what I credit to my own success is just like not giving up and like staying true to your own like creative goals and your own like what is your you and I try really hard and there's never a perfect I never feel like I'm eating it at like 10 out of 10 you know but like I'm really like always thinking like okay I have to you know I feel like I'm not being creative enough so I need to go and do some like creative shoots and like then I, and then I feel like inspired again and I'm like okay great like now it doesn't feel stale and doesn't feel you know whatever or sometimes we can get in like a creative rut you know and sometimes in those in those cases I think it's really important to take the time to like go and find your your why again you know well that's a good point and even going back to um the the agency thing because a lot of people do ask that question um yeah especially when you know when you're trying to work in 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 fashion and commercials and things like that so like how how was no did you get your agent when you came to LA or was it or I had did you have an agent when you were in London as well no, no, I had an I got an agent here, and I was with another agency called Photogenics, and they had a hair and makeup board 
um, as well. They're really known as like a modeling agency and they had like a hair and makeup and styling division and then it shut down, which was, you know, fine, but it was like my first agent ever and that was a really great experience and I would really recommend going with a boutique agent to start off with people uh, for, for mm-hmm. anyone because you get like the 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 real curation you want someone who's going to help you build who's going to help you um like grow and fill the gaps and fill the the things that you know you're missing in your book but at the same time they're going to really push you and it's going to kind of help pitch you in a better thing by just just by way of like being in in the kind of board of an agency it just it's a bit of a clout factor right and so mm-hmm. I would really recommend that to people, but it is also like a huge cost to have an agent. Like they're charging the client 20% plus they're charging you 20%. So that's like a third of the total spend if you break it down. So you have to really, uh, really like have someone like my current agent is so worth her weight in gold. Like I, she's amazing. She has, she's like a mom of three she's like a million miles a million miles a minute and like and it's just so and she's constantly like negotiating higher and you know and getting being like okay well this is here so I think actually you should be on a 10-day job instead of a three-day job because obviously it's more money and you know let's figure out how we can network you to this person and this person and that person and and like she's so worth her weight in gold and like the opportunities that like I was I was being put up for before being with her like with the same photographers I had there's this amazing photographer called Geneva Adouyam who I have we we met before either of us had any whatever you know and like when we were both brand new well she was way more advanced than me but I was brand new and we were working together and we met through that master's program and she is the coolest photographer and I love her so much and we would do so many shoots together and so many jobs. And she, like, blew up in the last couple of years, like, every cover of every magazine shooting, every celebrity that you can imagine. And um, she would always, like, put me up for these jobs. And they would be like, no, sorry, no, sorry. Amaya's not going to get it. This second, I went with this agency. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, we can have her. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. It was just like a kind of like a, they needed a reassurance, you know? And sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so funny. Speaking of, speaking of photography, um, is there any advice, advice you would like to share with other makeup artists about working with photographers, things that makeup artists should know? Yeah, um, I would just say really look at their portfolio. If you get, like, if you, and you have to really, like, decide for yourself and um, know, like, with any test shoot, like, generally, if it's a new photographer, a lot of the time you'll want to do a test shoot with them and just to kind of, like, see, like, do we get on? Do I hate his photography or her photography or their photography? Um like do I do, do I just like dislike this person and I never want to work with them because that can happen, but like it's pretty rare. But then also it's like you got to be willing to kind of like put yourself out there and see. But you do benefit from that too because you get amazing pictures and sometimes the photographers will go and syndicate their photos, which means license them for for magazine um, distribution. Um, and so sometimes you know they get picked up and so they'll be in magazines like beauty stories or whatever it might be and it can be really good but I will just say that like sometimes I I look back on some of the tests that I've done and I'm like I have some photographers that I've done maybe 10 shoots for and I'm like hang on a second this guy never ever led to a job ever not once ever this is probably never going to lead to a job (laughs) I'm just working for free (laughs) hang on a second (laughs) you know and so (laughs) <laughs> you you kind of have to weigh it up for yourself like when you're building your portfolio um in a certain direction and and 
believe me when I say you don't stop building your portfolio. It doesn't stop. It's a constant build. Like I did a test last week. Like it's a constant thing. And um, and it you want to try out new ideas, but you got to look and see like, okay, like if I really want like, let's say, uh, you know, a beauty campaign kind of image in the style of so on and so forth, like of whatever it might be, like take a look at the images you're trying to like be similar to or in the style of, and then look at the photographer. Does this, does this person like shoot that way? Are they ever going to shoot that way? Is it of the style that you like? And so on and so forth. And And maybe it's like, the person like shoots a lot of a sudden you know what I mean it's just you gotta look at like what is it that you're going into um yeah you know so you don't waste your time on the other person's time yeah absolutely so you are from the UK and you live in Los Angeles but you've spent some time in other places of the world, which had a big influence on um, what we're getting ready to talk about your 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 products. Um, can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? Can you talk a little bit about that? Totally. So I'm Egyptian, um, and as well as English, and I've spent a lot of time in Egypt. And my family also have a vegetable farm in Morocco. And since I was, I think it was seven or eight, the first time. Maybe it was nine. The first time I went to Morocco, and but I've spent a lot, lot, lot of time in Morocco as well. And um, I have a huge love for North Africa and well, all of Africa, but especially those Egypt and Morocco. Um, and it's these two places that I consider, you know, second homes and totally part of who I am and how I connect with my Egyptian and my Middle Eastern and that I'm an Arab woman and um, yeah and so growing up I was always obsessed with beauty as as I mentioned and as a little girl I would always go to the Medina which is like the town square I guess you would say or the old town and go mm-hmm. into the little medicine rooms and learn about the different pigments and learn about the different skincare and the different oils and different uh, beauty products that these women use and well anyone used and I really connected with that and I really connected with the different kind of ritualistic practices like hammams and different kind of which is like a steam bath and different products that that, uh, were so common there like argan oil, prickly pear oil, rose, jasmine and neroli and I became obsessed with them and I would bring little bottles back with me to England all the time and use them and on my skin, on my face and my hair and my food, everything, like you name it, I was obsessed with it and I used to henna my hair and I was way into it and then when I moved to LA, my skin totally freaked out, like it was like a full crust off my face and no one wants the word crust associated with your face and it was literally that I went I was like wait this is a desert I'm in a desert what did I do in Morocco what did I do in Egypt and I was like it was the oils and so I started at that point again being like okay great I have to make these little tinctures for myself to to really understand and repair my moisture barrier and that was where I really began seven years ago making my own little blend um and then I ended up launching a Mima Skin, my skincare brand, which predominantly is one product. It's the Bedouin Elixir Facial Oil, and it's a blend of 15 oils, and it's got so many of these North African oils like prickly pear, Oregon, uh, Moroccan tansy, rose, neroli, jasmine, all of these amazing uh, botanicals, um, and it's, it's my love child. <laughs> Oh, it sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm obsessed with facial oil. So you named a lot of different things that's in it. Can you tell us a little bit about what some of these ingredients target? What what they're helpful totally. for? Yeah, they're super softening, super reparative. They really um 
it, it was given an award as the best facial oil for acne prone skin from New Beauty magazine because it's entirely non-comedogenic, which means it will not clog your pores and it still repairs your moisture barrier, which is like a damaged lipid barrier or moisture barrier is one of the main reasons for um, acne prone skin. Um, so it's really, or it's a very common reason. So it's, it's really amazing for people with problematic skin that need to repair their moisture barrier. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been known to, to lighten dark spots and fade scarring. Um, and it's, you know, it's really rich in vitamin A, C, and E naturally. And so it, it's an amazing antioxidant rich reparative skin facial oil. Nice. Yeah. And you, and you sell that through um, your website? I do. I sell it at amimaskin.com, which I'm sure you guys will link because my name is very confusing. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also in a few different boutiques like Strike uh, of the Striker Sisters who in Beverly Hills. They have an amazing clean beauty boutique and a few other places around LA and then I'm just working on getting it in other shops but the new business it's available at mimaskin.com as well as on Instagram you can find us on mima.skin <laughs> nice cool mima so let's your, your product is your product is ahead, considered okay. a, a considered a clean beauty product why is clean Correct. beauty so important to you Clean beauty is so important for me because it's it's the concept of clean beauty is a funny funny term. It depends on who you talk to when it when you get definitions for it. But ultimately, yeah. clean beauty means that there's nothing in there that is known to harm, uh, known as harmful to humans. So there's no super stripping ingredient. There's no nothing that is like a known irritant, a known um, carcinogen, a known dye, these kind of things, you see. So every brand has got to be really specific on how they define it. But clean beauty is also about transparency. And I really, I think that's so important to anyone. When I moved to America, I, I in England, things are very transparent and very clear um, because of regulations from the European Union, regulations that we volunteer for. And so it's, it's very it's very clear like what goes into your skincare and you know I really loved the idea of this you know bringing this transparency with my brand and so I love doing that I think it's important that people know what goes in their skincare and what they're putting on their bodies um and I and it's what I love and I love I love all of these botanical oils that are that are from nature and I think it's fantastic and I think if it's a movement that encourages trans- encourages transparency with the consumer that I'm all for it. Now your oil, how does it how's it working with various um, various skin tones? It's works with all skin tones. All skin tones, you know, uh, skin tone is I'm really sorry, I'm I meant to say skin types. I'm sorry, skin types. Oh yeah, okay, no worries. Yeah, it works with, with you know, I've I've not found anyone yet who didn't it didn't like they didn't like it because of their skin type as such. But it's really great for dry skin because it enables your moisture barrier to retain uh, more water retention, more hydration, more of the earlier steps of your skincare, any vitamins and minerals. Uh, and then to repair the barrier, it works great with oily skin. A lot of oily skin is really oily because it's being constantly stripped from the lipid barrier. So it, as a result of that, overproduces oil to try and make up for it. In your skin's oils, your sebum, it it contains a lot of minerals um, that are being sent out from your pores to try and do do repair. It, it contains minerals and vitamins from your skin to try and repair your moisture barrier. And so by giving it some of that extra oil that's really rich in minerals and vitamins, 
you're you're letting your moisture barrier kind of take a break and have a reset. So I would say that maybe in a little smaller quantity if you have super oily skin as opposed to like really dry skin. But I think a facial oil is 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 really something that can totally transform someone's skin. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So are there any plans to expand, add, an, add, add more products? Yeah. I mean, I have a few products in the works. I've got one product that I'm hoping to launch this year. Um, it's really exciting. It's not out yet. It's super secret. But I'm so excited. <laughs> I've had a Mima Skin for you know, coming up on two years and it's, it's really my baby and it's like my love child. And it was, it's truly like, it's something that's so special to me as a makeup artist to be able to like bring together my love for beauty and, and my love for skincare and my heritage in one. Um, And to be able to bring that to everyone is just something that I find really, really rewarding. And I feel really lucky to be able to do. Um, So I'm so excited to to bring more products, you know, I think it's exciting, and I think it's really been such an amazing experience learning my customers, learning, you know, what what people want, and being able mm-hmm. to give that to them is something really humbling, you know. Absolutely. So, what is, how does it? What is the response then? Yeah. Uh, the response from oh, it's been fantastic. I mean. I've, you know, the the beauty of when I was working in development for the products was that every single new, uh, like, t- sample I would get from the factory that I worked with, I would use it on models and and be like, hey, what do you think of that? And so I got so much feedback when I was developing, so much feedback. But then when I actually launched, I had already done, like, 15 iterations of the oil before I was so so happy with it and so perfect and so exactly what I wanted and exactly what I knew everyone would love that I was so happy because then of course the response was just amazing like I don't have a single review on my website less than five stars like everyone absolutely loved it which is so humbling to me and I just love that I work with you know models and actors every single day and of course, I use the facial oil on everyone, and and every person that I put it on them, the first thing they say, "Oh my God, that feels amazing! That smells amazing! What is that?" And I'm like, "Oh, my baby, my brand." But it's it's so it's so great because I get to see it live, you know. What what's like your what's your like favorite ingredient um, that's in the oil? That is such a tough one, you know. I really think... I know, I know. It's so much good stuff. (laughs) There's so many good ones, you know. I mean, I would say that the... the, ah, How can you make me... I don't know, ladies. I would say... (laughs) hmm, I'm like, I chose them all because I love them all so much. I really love... (laughs) I really truly love. Okay, so okay, well let me let me ask it this way because I don't want to make you choose. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so let's see. Um, so the prickly prickly pear. Why did you choose prickly pear? Oil, in my opinion, I I truly think it's a miracle oil. I learned about it in Morocco. It's very special to my heart because of that. Um, it is a cactus cactus oil. It's same as as the prickly pear plant. Prickly pear is the fruit of the cactus. And um, so I think it's an incredible oil. It's got an insane amount of vitamin E. It's a real brightening oil for your skin. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really like, it, it really does what you would imagine a cactus to do. It's kind of how I explain it. Like you have a cactus in the desert and it's figured out how to retain all this moisture. And all of that DNA is in that little seed. <laughs> you know Ooh. so all of that knowledge is in that little seed and so I just think it's so I think it I don't know if it's coincident I'm sure there are other plants in nature that don't have the same thing but the prickly pear really and it 
is so magic. I've seen it a million times of how amazing it can transform your skin, especially in like a harsh or dry or polluted climate. It's quite amazing, quite astonishing, really. And then, of course, you can't be from like North Africa or, you know, and not have um, argan oil. Hey, you got it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You got it. I love it so much. I remember the first time I had argan oil and it was actually on a salad and I was like, what is this taste? It's the best thing ever. Like, you know, when you go to a restaurant in, in America and we have olive oil with balsamic, right? For bread. Mm -hmm. In Morocco, they do argan oil with balsamic for bread. And it is the best thing ever. And that was my first love with it. Just even, and they have argan oil for eating. I know. And they have argan oil for eating and then argan oil for cosmetic. And so I was like, I was so like, oh, my God, I want to learn all about this argan oil. And and I I did. I went into the mountains and I saw argan argan trees. And I went and so they have these goats that live in the trees that – they eat the organ seeds and they, you know, they poo it out. And then that's part of the process. But the amazing thing is that the organ tree is fantastic for the ground. It it, it really prevents um, uh, the desert spreading in Morocco um, of the Sahara. It really prevents the, the Sahara spreading because it, the tree, the roots of the tree draw up so much water into that layer that it prevents the desert spreading so it enables so many people to keep living in that area which I think is really really cool and how you see this whole like symbiotic existence occurring around this tree the goats live off it the people eat it the people use it but it was really one of the first sun protections that were from the oil um but disclaimer it is not SPF <laughs> I'm not saying that <laughs> That is SPS, but, you know, from a, one of the first forms of sun protection um, from your skin yeah. growing out in the sun, you know. So um, yeah. it's really an incredible, incredible part of the culture and part of, part of you know, skin care. And I think it's an amazing, an amazing, incredible, incredible uh, oil and it, I love it on my skin I love it in my hair I love it in my nails I love it on my body it's I love it in my salad <laughs> I love it <laughs> so your product it, since it's the, it's the only one you know in your um, skincare line right now but how does it pair with maybe possibly other products that you may use uh, yeah, so I use it as the final step in my skincare routine before SPF. So first, I go in after I cleanse my skin. I go in with um, an antioxidant serum that might be like a vitamin C, or um, or also sometimes I use a hydrating serum. And um, then I go in with a moisturizer. It is so dry in LA. My skin is is like. Personally, my skin is very dry, but also breakout prone. So I have to be very careful with like ingredients that won't break me out and won't clog my pores. And and so I use a moisturizer, then I use my oil, and the oil really just like seals everything in and really sets mm-hmm. all of those earlier steps. And sometimes I'll even use like an essence as well under under the serum as like the very first step. Mm-hmm. And then I finish it with SPF, and I love uh, a a mineral-based SPF because it's it's, uh, great for if you have acne-prone skin because it's got zinc in it, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And I do the same for other people on set. Like, I think it's really important as a makeup artist to, to focus on having ingredients that in your skincare and beauty routine that or in your kit that are non-comedogenic as much as you can. It can be really difficult for the makeup element of your kit, but if you can, mm-hmm. for your skincare section, that's really, like, what's going to soak in the most, you know? Yes. And I just think right. that for these, these models and actors, like, they're, they're in this every single day. So it's, like, you know, that really is part of their life. And so it's, it's, I think it's great to be able to give that to people, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Very nice. Share with us. Share with us some of your tips uh, to getting that celebrity glow. Now we know your oh, oil yeah. is the glow. <laughs> your is. oil is the glow. <laughs> it totally. I, I mean, I give. I prep everyone's skin with the oil, and I think it's really important. I do blush as well, and um, when I'm doing celebrity skin, especially and with any models or talent that I have enough time with. I'll do a full face massage if I can to just really sculpt and lift their face. It's so it's really cool. Then I'm a huge fan of um, of the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter Primer. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have seen, but Elf have a dupe now, and it's called the Halo Glow, and it's really good, and it's like ten dollars. So. Maybe it's 15 or 17, but get it. It's worth it. It is so good. I have it in every shade. And so I start with that. And then I rarely will use a foundation. For, I will use like a tinted moisturizer, like a, uh, like a tinted, yeah, a tinted moisturizer. I sometimes mm-hmm. use from NARS. I sometimes use Laura Mercier, any of these. And then mm-hmm. I'll just spot conceal, you know, um, where I need to. And having a really good base of radiance, is really what gives the celebrity glow. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting that you said you use a lot of um, tinted moisturizers because that's what I've been using um, a lot of on set because you have yeah. a lot of DPs now. They they want, um, especially with actors of color, they want, they want a glow to the skin. Um, so it kind of helps with their lighting. So now I just use a bunch of tinted moisturizers and, and like you said, and, and then I spot conceal. And, and, totally. and that's that. I mean, if the skin is great, then that it works perfectly. Exactly. And, you know, if the skin's not great, it's a whole other story. It's a, yeah. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> totally, it's totally, a totally different lineup of products. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I was I was really lucky. Uh, a really great friend of mine uh, works on season two of Euphoria, and they the the Sam the director had said like she was like I don't want any foundation in season two. I don't want any of them to wear foundation. And so they they had my facial oil in in the whole trailer. They I sponsored them with like I think. 30 bottles or something for the whole season and they even came back for more but, but Alex was like hey we're out it's a disaster help <laughs> it's a disaster that we're out <laughs> not the show the show was clearly not a disaster but um, you know that was an example I saw where they were like we need the skincare skincare they've got to have great skin no foundation you know we want the glow you know, it's really wonderful how now in film and TV, um, skincare is now the star. You know what I mean? Versus all this yeah. makeup, makeup all the time. So I'm excited okay. about that. Me too. So Me too. I agree. Totally. So do you have any um, any advice? for makeup artists who are just starting out, um, who are who are interested in working in fashion um, and, and the advertising, yeah. also the advertising space. Can you share some advice for those makeup artists out there? Totally. I would say keep um, test with as many photographers as you can. Really work with as many photographers as you can. Um, and then also assist other artists. Um, in your in your area and make as many connections as you can and you know work your way up basically and like um, it happens you're if you're working for another makeup artist who is really bigger than you they can teach you a lot and then you've built you know I've had many of my assistants who have worked for me on so many jobs and then there are jobs that come my way that either I can't do or it's not something I want to do, but to my assistant, that, that job would mean, like, the world. So, of course, I go to them. I want to help them, and, you know, they've helped me so much. So I turn that back to them, you know. 
Um, yeah. And so I would just say, you know, keep getting on teams and go and assist. And if you want to work in fashion, like, go do some fashion weeks. Give it a go. Reach out to the people that are in charge of the um, of the shows and, and find out. Like, you might have to do a little bit of hunting around, but with social media, you can pretty much figure it out who's the boss because they get tagged in the pictures. So you right. can kind of... You can kind of look it up. It just takes a lot of, like, stalking, I guess you would say. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That's great advice. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because um, last last week we had a photographer on, and we asked him this question, so I I, kind of want to hear your experience. So have you ever tested, tested with a photographer and you didn't get um, any photos from them. Like they, you know, of course, when you're testing, you know, the whole idea is to to create together and then, you know, you get a few photos for your book. So have you ever tested with someone and not received photos? Yeah, I have. I've I've definitely been in that situation. I'm sure it's happened a bunch of times Uh where, like, I think I had it, I just never worked with them again. If if I don't yeah. get the pictures, you know, I just won't do it. Because then it's like, all right, either you didn't like my work or you couldn't be bothered. Do you know what I mean? This It's pretty rare. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure it's happened, but I can't really remember a specific time. I've also experienced yeah. it where, like, you go on the test and then you're like, actually, that wasn't good. Like, I didn't like that. Or I've had it where I didn't like the pictures. And, like, sometimes it's it's a fluke you know, for the, from the photographer, um, what, you know, like people are allowed a bad day. I don't know what to say. And right. <laughs> sometimes it's a fluke. And if you really think that like that particular photographer, you know, if you would want them to give you another chance, maybe you would want to give them another chance too. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe there's right. at least one photo that you do like, and you're like, okay, I can make it worth it for me. But, you know, I've experienced, um, yeah, I, I've experienced it where I was like, oh, actually, like, on the monitor on the day, I thought it looked really good, but then, you know, after, I was like, oh, actually, the retouching changed everything, and that's not my jam at all, and now I just like it quite strongly. Um, but, you know, whatever, you kind of take your own behind the scenes on the day, and you've made something for Instagram yourself already, you know, so... I would say that's always really important to like self-document your own work too um, right. in that way. So at least on the shoot, you get some kind of something from it if that was to happen. But it's so rare. I feel like now on Instagram, uh, you can really or look up the person's portfolio, like really look at like what the photographer's style is. Like it's pretty, I feel like that's a pretty rare situation, you know, Um to be honest, but sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> but I mean, but I'm, 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 I'm glad your first response pretty much was you just didn't work with them again. You yeah. Know, because no, you I know, just remember. I'm, yeah. I also had another experience where like the guy sent me pictures and there was just something about him that creeped me out. And and I did one shoot, and I was like, there's something about this photographer that, like, just seems kind of off, you know? And I was like, what mm-hmm. is it? I was like, is he on drugs? Like, what's going on? It seems kind of off. And then the, I did mm-hmm. one other shoot with him, and he pushed the model, and then I was like, that's it. I'm never working with this person again, and I left on the day. I was like, you oh, can't wow. push the model. Yeah, he pushed the model into, like, the pose that he wanted her to stand in. And I was like, I'm out. Goodbye. And I never worked with him again. Yeah. But I was like, I should have I should have just listened to my gut the first time. But in another way. The first time. Uh, yeah, in another way, I was happy that I was there to witness it so that I could stand up to him. Because I know that this, like, 16-year-old girl isn't, didn't know enough about the industry to, to say, like, hey, that's not okay. She thought this was, like, her big opportunity when it really wasn't. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I think, you know, every every person is their own person, and you just have to get a vibe for it. And 
you know, especially with Instagram, if you're, like, worried about um, doing a test shoot with, like, a strange, because ultimately a lot of it is strangers from the Internet, right? So, like, give mm-hmm. them a phone call. Yeah. Give them a phone call. Call them on the phone. Say, hey, can we do a quick, you know, video call if you feel more comfortable to, like, work through the references and, like, really make sure it's legit, you know? Bring an assistant if you yeah. feel more safe or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, can you share um, your social, where you are on social media and your website so people can go out and buy the product? Yes. So uh, my website is com, and Amima is spelled O-M for mother, A-Y-M for mother, A, skin.com. And on Instagram, it's Amaima, O-M-A-Y-M-A, dot skin. On TikTok, because I'm learning about TikTok, <laughs> it's Amaima, dot skin again, O-M-A-Y-M-A, dot skin. And then for me personally, it's on, I'm on Instagram um, as Amaima, dot Ramsey is my last name. And my last name is R-A-M-Z. Why not S-E-Y, I know, more confusing names. <laughs> and then on TikTok, I'm Amima.makeup. <laughs> so I'm always happy if there's any other makeup artists who, you know, have questions about fashion or my experience in fashion or, you know, just working in, as a makeup artist, I'm, my DMs are always open. If anyone's got questions that they want to ask me about, you know, my brand, my DMs are always open. Um, and you know, I love, I love building a network and I I really love, I feel so lucky to have our industry, you know, like Mm -hmm. the the amount of like, the amount, like I really, this brand is really me. It's really, I'm, I, I don't have any staff. I don't have any, you know, employees that like work for me. I fill my orders on my dinner table, literally, (laughs) like uh, (laughs) when I'm sending them out, you know, like, and so I, I just, I feel so lucky that I've got all of these other makeup artists, all these models, all these hairstylists, all these photographers, all these people. Like, our industry is so rich in people, you know, and so rich in such amazing people that I feel so lucky when, you know, other people have, you know, thrown an arm out to me as, like, a helping hand. I'm like, gosh, I am so lucky, and it makes all those free test shoots so worth it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to let our listeners know that we have a discount code for anyone who wants to go out and check out the oil, and it's Beauty Talk 30. So make sure you go out to the website and check it out. Again, that's Beauty Talk 30, and we'll post that everywhere so um, you guys can uh, you guys can see it. But it's Beauty Talk Absolutely. 30. So Mama, I'm on the website. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the website, on amimaskin.com, when you check out, you enter Beauty Talk 30, and it will give you 30% off your entire order, which is a lot more than we give to most people, so enjoy. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Very yeah. generous. <laughs> yeah. I'm going generous. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have this so, oil. Mama, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, Mama, our last question, our last question for you is um, what's your definition of beauty? Oh, I love that question. My definition of beauty is confidence in who you really are. That's really what I think beauty is. Absolutely. I totally agree. That's always my answer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, not being ashamed of that. Totally. Totally. I love it. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we'll be following you on Instagram, and and we'll be, we'll be checking out this TikTok as you figure it out. Um, <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> thank you so much for having me. You guys are such a pleasure. Absolutely. Yes, We're looking so forward fun. to. We're looking forward to. Um, 
what you have new that's coming out, but in the meantime, we're going to check out um, this, this facial oil that you have now. We're excited to do that. And again, everyone go out and use the discount code BEAUTYTALK30. Thank you so much again. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Again, if you're interested in checking out the the facial oil, it's Beauty Talk 30, and it's Omaima Skin is the website. O-M-A-Y-M-A Skin.com is the website. All right, Beauty Talk 30. We're going to post that out on in our Instagram stories and um, out on Twitter as well and on Facebook. So if anyone's interested and they don't want to play the show back, go out on our social media accounts and the information will be out there. All right, thank you guys for hanging in there with us tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I'm assuming we're on Twitter spaces for a half hour. Last week, okay. Was, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sharantina, you have to be <laughs> on the job today for sure. <laughs> um, we're looking forward uh, to chatting out on Twitter, but we definitely have to keep it to half hour. All right. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. You can follow us on social media on Facebook. We are Beauty Talk Online. On Twitter, we are beauty underscore talk. And on Instagram, we are beauty underscore talk underscore media. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.